What is up, everyone? Welcome to The Josh Robinson Show. I am, of course, Josh, and now it's going to be two weeks in a row where I actually have a guest. So not so much the pocket-sized podcast this week because I'm sure I'll talk for with this dude for more than 20 minutes. I'm nearly guaranteed that I'll do that. Um, I am very, very excited to have uh, the fine person that will introduce himself in just a second um, because it's someone that I... You probably, if you follow me on Twitter... Um, you'd probably know that I interact with this guy a lot because we're always kind of tweeting at each other and we're always, we've always wanted to like have like a chat and do something together. Just the, I guess the timing hasn't ever really worked out or I, I I guess you would say, but it's finally happening. It's kind of happening off like just random, Hey, you free? And I'm like, I sure am. So let's do this. So I'll, I'll let him introduce himself to the world because I don't think I can... I'm not great with introductions, and I like when people introduce themselves because they can put themselves over it, and that's what I'm all about. So um, introduce yourself to the lovely listeners. <laughs> well, I only know how to introduce myself one way on podcast, so I'm going to stick with what I know. My name is Zach from the Smart and Friends podcast, where I watch wrestling with people who don't watch wrestling. Uh like autopilot isn't it i i <laughs> it's it's like that's all i know how to do man it's like one of my four phrases um i'm very excited to have zach here we like i said we we chat quite a bit and we just really haven't ever done anything together i guess yeah man this conversation is uh is long overdue yeah long overdue i'm i'm really excited we're gonna we're gonna chat some we'll chat some wrestling and then we'll chat smart and friends a little bit because i just want to pick zach's brain because i just think he's I'm not going to, this isn't going to be a blowing smoke up your ass kind of uh, oh, chat, geez. but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to do it a little bit. Um, I just do think you're just very intelligent with how you approach doing podcasting. You're very different from anybody else because let's, let's be honest, there's a lot of podcasts, let alone a lot of wrestling based podcasts. Like there's a lot of us for good reason. Yeah. Podcasts, um, I guess essentially anyone can really make a podcast really. I mean, that's how I started. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. We'll get to podcasting in just a second, but um, I mean, it's it's, it's to put anything in in, in um context here for everyone listening because this will come out whenever I, I get to uploading this um in the next few weeks. <laughs> but it's literally like we were chatting, like when can we do this, and we're like, yeah, we'll do here, and then it was like mm, the rumble is on, or um hard times is on, or this wrestling event is on, or this wrestling because, dude, there's there in 2020 there is more wrestling probably than ever before a lot, a lot more high level wrestling than ever before it's pretty crazy yeah yeah it's uh, we're it, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan absolutely yeah it's a good problem to have i guess is too much wrestling <laughs> yeah yeah too much content <laughs> i can't like watch all this all right so wrestlemania week is a uh, huge um it's just it's wwe it's bigger than wwe i guess you could say but um wrestling you're i know you're a wrestling fan that you don't really you don't do you watch a lot of wwe anymore i know that somewhere along the line you kind of maybe jumped off a little bit yeah i uh, i kind of stepped away from wwe uh in summer of uh 2019 um so i'm actually that's it's funny you mentioned all this because like this is one of the reasons i'm actually excited for mania week uh because I used to just kind of like hover around WWE and NXT uh, during that week. I didn't have a lot of time for all the uh, the independent content, yeah. um, and that's going to be very different this this year. Um, very excited to kind of explore that uh, that side of the spectrum. Yeah, because it's not like there isn't like we we keep we're going to keep drilling this home, but it's not like there 
isn't a lot to choose from because there's a lot to pick from. It's just kind of pick your favorite flavor, I guess. It's like ice cream. (laughs) It's wild. Uh, Like you look at the calendar of all these shows that are happening in that weekend uh, in that city and even around that city, just like all across the board. Um, And like so much of it is going to be available on demand. Um, It's it's truly remarkable. I've already said this on the podcast. Probably won't be the. Uh, this probably won't be the last time I say it either. But like, it's such a great time to be a fan. Such a great time. It really is. It, it really is um, a peak time to be in love with professional wrestling, whatever kind you like. Because it's not like for anyone that isn't watching is just watching maybe more of a WWE product or even an AEW product. There's a lot going on with just those alone. Not to mention the, you know amount of independent wrestling that's um blowing up as well as well as all other wrestling new japan and and what it be- may be but how long have you been watching listen wrestling is a wacky thing it really is <laughs> like it's like sometimes it's like i just say it's it's really weird like i mean that in a of course a good way but it is oh, just a weird it's a weird weird thing that it's like sometimes i step back and i'm like how did i start watching this and getting so involved and so immersed in this world because there's some things about it that you're like wow this is is some crazy stuff how did it all i know it's probably a cliche question but um how did it all really begin for you and what's your kind of first memories of diving into this crazy world oh dude i wish i could like give you something concrete but like i've been watching wrestling for as long as i can remember um i I have this baby picture somewhere in in my folks' place. I, I've been looking to unearth at some point, uh, but like I do have a picture of me like as a little little kid. I don't know how old, maybe two years, three years, whatever. Uh, and I'm I'm watching wrestling. I'm probably watching with my older brother in uh, in that instance. But uh, that's like again as far back as I can remember. Um, like early days of my fandom, like I was watching more so tapes. You know, whatever yep. was available at the video store. Yep. Um, and I guess it was kind of like uh, the Monday Night Wars where I started having more like f- more rounded uh, sense of like the big picture of wrestling, yep. if that makes sense. Yep. Like it wasn't just like uh, watching a tape here and there. It was watching like the full stories unravel as they do. Um, so yeah, all my life, man, uh, couldn't tell you the first match I saw, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. been... Uh, I've explored a lot of the uh, the library of professional wrestling, so to speak. Yeah, you and me both. Don't worry. Um, what mm-hmm. is like the if you're if you're you know you watch what I love about you know Smart and Friends is the fact that you watch people with uh, you watch wrestling with people that don't really know what wrestling is, or if they do, they have very little understanding, or they haven't watched a lot. Um, I guess you would probably have to think about this in a lot of in a lot of ways when you're kind of you know watching wrestling with people that don't watch wrestling is what really draws you into wrestling? What makes you a fan of wrestling? Is it, are you that wrestling fan that's like, I live for just great wrestling in a match? Are you the wrestling fan that's more drawn into like segment, like the, the entertainment side? Is it just a perfect blend of everything? What draws you into wrestling? I would say it's probably like the perfect blend of everything. Like I love a good long match as much as anyone does, but, um, you know, I really need to be invested in these characters. Uh, when I'm doing something on Smart and Friends, I don't quite have the same luxury of like sharing my fandom in that way, because uh, like, like I only have like a certain amount of time to capture 
my uh, my guest, um, yeah. you know, who's not familiar with wrestling. Um, you know, I watch one match. I don't watch the lead into the match. I don't watch the few weeks that's been building up to it or anything. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, I guess with Smart and Friends, I kind of uh, celebrate my appreciation for more fast-paced kind of matches that yeah. don't necessarily need a story to be exciting. Um, but yeah, like, I guess my fandom doesn't really show through uh, as well as it could on the show. But yeah, I'm a big picture kind of fan of wrestling. I like long-term stories, and I, I got to be invested in these characters to for me to stick, pardon me, stick in with it for the, for the long run there. Yeah, I guess it's probably hard with the amount of time that you have with a, a guest um, to really, you know, if you had you know, hours and hours of it. And it's one of my favorite things to do is to show someone wrestling and be like, hey, this is why I yeah. like this. Like, I want you at least maybe not like it by the end of it, but understand why I love it. Um, I think that's, I've done that with several different just friends or, or whatever. And I've just gone, this is a lot of fun just to do, just to see how pe other people react. Because I'm sure there's many times where you thought something was golden within wrestling and then you you kind of see it with rose-colored glasses almost because you're kind of biased towards wrestling. And then you're like, would this really work with someone that doesn't like wrestling or has never really been exposed to wrestling? So you have all these different kinds of people, which we'll talk about more, I'm, I'm sure, throughout this chat, um, that come on Smart and Friends from all different backgrounds and different professions and, and what it may be. And you're probably going, this might not, you know, capture someone the way that this did with this person or whatever, it, whatever that really entails. But... It would be such a, I, I don't know if, I don't know, a lack of a better term, rewarding experience just to watch wrestling with all these different kind of people and just kind of, I mean, you've got to worry about, you know, keeping the show kind of flowing, but just watching their reactions to things must be like, kind of like, wow, this is fun to do for, for something that you love, you know? Yeah, it, it, you really hit it on the head there. It, it is very rewarding. It's a, it's a lot of fun to watch some of these matches vicariously for the first time all over again. Yeah. Um, and even before I started Smart and Friends, like I was doing that with a, with a handful of friends, like you, like you do with your friends as well. Um, and it's so cool. Like um, I think the first time, like the idea for the show started budding. I was watching um, a, a welcome Connor, who he hosts. Uh, Rocket Man Explorers on on our on our podcasting network, formerly known as Bolty Boinking. Uh, we were watching the Hell in a Cell match between Undertaker and Mankind. Uh, again, Connor doesn't know anything about wrestling, so watching that uh, that spectacle, uh, watching him react to it was so much fun. Oh yeah, and that's always one of yeah. my go-to matches. By the way, that's always in the in the bunch of wrestling matches that I'll show people first because I mean spectacle is a great word for it it's just it's it's let's, let's be honest about that match it's not a technical masterpiece by any sense of the word not at all it's much better you know quote-unquote wrestling matches to watch but that is just that just in like it really just capsulates like wrestling if that makes any sense if you know what I mean <laughs> absolutely and like that kind of like falls back on what I was saying a bit earlier about like just um, pardon, pardon me. Sorry about that. That's good. Uh, watching, uh, watching something uh, that stands on its own without having to watch the backstory leading up to the match and everything. Um, and you watch that ba backstory, like it makes the match better, certainly. But you don't need it to enjoy no way, no. 
mankind getting thrown uh, off and through the cell. I remember actually, just anecdotally, um, the first time I quote-unquote watched that match, uh, this was like way back in the day, you know, like if you're ordering something on pay-per-view, you would flip to the pay-per-view channel and it would be unscrambled. Um, yeah. But if you if you didn't pay for it, like the TV would be scrambled. Like you could maybe get like a faint picture of it. Um, anyway, I did not order uh, King of the Ring that year, but I did switch to the uh, scrambled channel. I could kind of hear Jim Ross uh, see what's going on, and like I remember, like oh, I have a six seconds of like a clear picture of them fighting on a cage, and then like I thought the screen just bounced as part of the scramble. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it would be all like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm like visualizing it. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh man, that's wacky. It just looks like he just threw mankind off of the hell in a cell. Oh, what, a, what a classic stitch up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, funnier, funnier when I think about it. I guess it's hard to articulate. <laughs> I, as get a comic. I get what you mean, yeah. but it, it's, um, like I said, that match is always something that I, I mean, I couldn't even tell you how many times I've actually watch that match because it's like uncountable at this point there are so many times that i've watched that match and i don't know about you but i think this is pretty much the universal saying with uh <laughs> with wrestling fans is that every time i watch it it still makes me get like that face i know no one can see me right now but that face you make when you're like oh boy like it's like you want to look away but you can't stop it's like a car wreck i guess it's like a yeah we all we all know the face we all have yeah. a mankind undertaker face i think yeah, what a, what a just, it's just a, that, I'm, this is, like, I, I'm glad that that kind of stuff doesn't happen, I guess, on a, well, I guess nothing like that will ever happen again, in a Yeah, good it shouldn't. Sense. It shouldn't, no, yeah. it really shouldn't have happened in the first place, but I mean, what would, it's just, it's such an iconic image, him getting thrown off of that Hell in a Cell, and then getting back up, and getting thrown through the Hell in a Cell. I mean, that's just a, another thing in itself. And then the, the, the tooth in the, with the nose, and it's just a brutal yeah. match. I think sometimes I forget that there's actually, like, a match that precedes those two big falls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's still thumbtack spots and everything. It's, it's um pretty pretty crazy. Um, growing yeah, so up... That's actually, so, uh, so oh, just uh, one more anecdote about that match when I was watching with Connor. Like that, I think that was my favorite part, was when... We thought that uh, well, he thought the match was over, and then mankind gets off the stretcher and comes back to the ring. Like I remember the look on on uh, on on his face; it was it was just something else. I get goosebumps when I think about that all the time. Like him getting off and then holding his arm and like climbing the hell in a cell again. You're like, oh wow! It's just like no one should be able to take that much punishment on their body. I mean, you've seen how Mick Foley walks today. I mean. It's not great. Um, I'm sure that probably didn't add to it. I mean, he's had a lot of brutal things happen. I, I'm a big Mick Foley guy. I, are you? I, I'm a big Mick Foley fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Mick Foley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's just... Absolutely. He's the perfect blend for me because he's... He can be that hardcore, crazy, you know, guy that's getting thrown off the, the cage or he can be that goofy guy as Mankind. Um, yeah. Kissing... Uh, Stone Cold, oh, Vince McMahon's cast, you know, and bring them <laughs> Yerple. Um, but he can also be that crazy character, and he's just got so many layers to him. He's just, and he doesn't look like how a wrestler should look. If, you know what I mean? It's just oh, uh, crazy. I'm a big Mick yeah. Foley guy. <laughs> yeah, same. He's He definitely looked unconventional, and he was like, uh, yeah, he wasn't a, a, a matte technician either, but like, <laughs> Uh, but those are the guys I like. Um, 
as long as you can tell the story, I don't care if you can't, uh, like, I, I don't care if your headlock uh, is shit, as long as you know how to tell a story in the ring, like, y- you've sold me. Same here, same here. Growing up, um, watching... Can I swear on your show? Swear all you want. Go, go ahead. Excellent. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I have got no filter with that kind of stuff. Um, uh, growing up, though, as a kid, Monday Night Wars and then heading into you know, the Ruthless Aggression era, just growing up watching wrestling, um, You mentioned we mentioned Mick Foley, but who's some of the, the people that kind of, I guess, invited you to watch this wacky world? Um, I was a big Bret Hart guy, big uh, Hart Foundation Um that was a, like I loved what they were doing with the Heart Foundation, um, especially as a Canadian. I was gonna uh, say, I was gonna say, ah, oh, we got a Canadian over here. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the the Heart Foundation was the first bad guy group that I uh, started to like, um, even uh, after knowing it was it was all a work because you know younger days I didn't necessarily know that. I mean, um, it was it wasn't so much better watching it when you didn't know. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, but Heart Foundation, uh, Ken Shamrock, uh, funny enough, D'Lo Brown. Me too. Um, D'Lo was always D'Lo. like, my, like, he was never my like main top guy, but he was like in there, and I was like, I love D'Lo. I love his music, yeah. just his head bob, and I'm like, D'Lo's great. Yeah, absolutely. I, oh, I loved his music. Uh, Dangerous work is so badass. <laughs> D'Lo I remember was wonderful. I went to like a live show, um, uh, and he was, I guess it was a dark match. He was against just incredible. Um, uh, yeah, I was sitting with my brother. We were way in the back and I think I was maybe the only person standing after D'Lo picked up the win and <laughs> being the only person standing, I guess he was able to single me out even all the way up there. And I like to think he was pointing at me at that moment, but who knows? Oh man. I'm, I'm glad you said D'Lo. D'Lo's uh, just... Dealer's just great. I, I never really, I've had a, a ton of conversations with different people um, throughout, I guess, wrestling Twitter. I guess that's what we're calling it. it. When did that start being called wrestling Twitter, by the way? Because I feel like one day it wasn't that, and the next day it was like, this is wrestling Twitter. I'm like, okay. I mean, it fit, it's very fitting, but <laughs> just like, okay, wrestling Twitter is the thing. But um, I've talked to many people, and if I mention D'Lo Brown, they're like, yeah, he was fine. I'm like, Someone be a D'Lo mark with me because I, I love D'Lo. Um, the lowdown yeah. was great. Sky High, everything was great about D'Lo. Um, I loved when he had the uh, chest protector. That was like oh, such a great gimmick. Brown of like applause. Such, Brown of applause. Yeah, great stuff. <laughs> now we can just be D'Lo stands on Twitter. That would be fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> can we have like the D'Lo Brown show just like going <laughs> week to week in the career of D'Lo Brown? <laughs> it would just be me and you listening to it. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I don't even care. I'd be happy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, I mean, you, you, I jumped in um, a little bit after that because I'm a baby. So I jumped in, I started watching wrestling in about the year 2000, but I can't really remember it until about 2002. So I sure. missed out on all of the, the good times, I guess, in like, in the Monday Night War era. I was kind of jumping in as it was kind of ending. I wish I was like, at an age where I could appreciate the Monday Night Wars era when it was happening, because I just think it was a a crazy time. But then I guess I guess in a sense we're kind of getting it now, but not really because the world's a very different place and Twitter exists now, so it's even different. And that's we'll get we'll get to newer stuff soon. But um, yeah, that time in wrestling is just looked upon so you know the memories of that time. There is a lot of fond memories I have of just growing up watching. 
I mean, the Ruthless Aggression era is something different. Again, uh, some people are like, it's not as good as the Attitude era. Other people are indifferent on it. I, I, I'm a big fan of that era. It, it had a lot more... We had like, we have an evolution of wrestling from the 90s or from the 80s to the 90s to now. It's very different in the ring. It's much more focused now on like in-ring action. Like we're getting across the board better in-ring product than we ever really have been. And I think the, mm. that time from like 02, 03 up until, you know, now was a, was a transitional period because I started to feel like we get a, we got more wrestling on a, more good wrestling on a more consistent basis um, throughout that time. So, you know, going through your, you, you'd be coming into your teenage years in some form in that, in that time um, and starting to probably appreciate wrestling more. Were you always just, I guess this is probably a pretty, you know, this is probably the same for everybody, but we're all kind of watching WWE's product throughout the early two thousands. When did you start to discover, other stuff outside of WWE was that not too much later? Uh, well, I mean, like if you if you count the Monday Night Wars, I was watching uh, WCW oh, as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, the TSN used to uh, air Raw live on Monday and then air uh, Monday Nitro the next day. Uh, so I did kind of have like this category of like so, the idea of outside of WWE or WWF at the time, um, and I peripherally heard of ECW at the time, but I didn't really have. Um, the channels to watch that um and of course this is before internet and uh you know less legal means to find content you want to watch were available um outside the wwe bubble i I guess like uh, you know funny enough like the 2000s are kind of a weird timeline for me and my fandom like i watched a lot of the ruthless aggression era then i kind of like leaned out uh just for call uh, mostly for college and i was occupied um, and you know, that was also when TNA was kind of uh, getting their feet under them as well yeah. as ring of honor starting to become a bit of a scene. Um, so, you know, funny enough, I guess you could say like, it's been fairly recent in which I kind of started exploring outside of the WWE, at least regularly. Um, yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's weird because I, it's so many people that I've talked to everyone at some point in their life. Um, for the most part, has dipped out of wrestling at, at some point. I haven't. <laughs> I never have stopped <laughs> watching, which is I'm probably accounts to my brain capacity at the moment. Um, a bit crazy. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been watching it's just, just nonstop, and I'm just like wrestling. Um, but it was you know growing up right through until probably about 2000. Other than TNA, it was probably um, it was just WWE until about 2000. And, 10, 11, when I started to discover that there's a world outside of WWE, there's a lot of um, Japanese wrestling, and there's independent wrestling, and I'm like, hmm, this is really good. Um, I'm always going to be, I think, that dude that just watches mainly WWE product, but I think that's just a little part of it is just what I'm comfortable with, what I'm accustomed to. It's, it's, it's weird when you go to watch independent programming or just anything outside of WWE, and your it's your brain is like what is this it's like you're so used to seeing wrestling in a in a very like certain way um when you just like fairly recently you're saying in the last couple of years you've really discovered independent wrestling but was there a weird transition for you to go from like a wwe product to everything else yeah there's something of like a recalibration that kind of has to uh has to happen um you know you just have to learn 
the visual language of the the product that you're watching. I mean, like WWE's visual language, it's like it's very concrete. Like, uh, um, I'm not saying this to like down talk them or anything, but like you you almost know what camera angles are coming, so yep, to speak. One hundred percent. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a matter of kind of like learning, um, uh, relearning again that visual language. Um, when I uh, when I stepped away from WWE, another thing. Um, I kind of experienced was a bit of a, a bit of FOMO, a bit of fear of missing out there, because mm. uh, there's still a lot of wrestlers uh, who work there who I very much support and want to see them succeed. Uh, so, like, as much as like you're recalibrating to learn how to watch this other these other products, you're uh, sorry, excuse me again. Um, okay. You're also kind of like saying goodbye to other things, so to yeah. speak. It's uh, yeah. I guess there's pros and cons to everything, every decision that you make. It's just like, well, if I do this, then I won't get this. But, um, how do you? Yeah, we're, we're gonna talk about like the podcast again in a minute because I'm dying to pick your brain at that. But I'd be <laughs> silly not to ask you. Um, we're in a we're in a landscape at the moment, especially with the internet and social media and stuff, where it's very, um it's a very like us versus them mentality in the sense of like, if you're watching this, then you must hate this. And if you're watching this, oh, then you I... must hate this. And I'm sure you know what I'm referring to with AEW, WWE, New Japan, everything. It just seems like it is very much like you, if you, if you support one, you can't support the other. Um, I've noticed with you is that while yes, you're not really watching a WWE product anymore. It's not like you're constantly going out of your way just to be like, I hate them. I'm on this person's side or I'm watching this. It's just like, I'm just watching wrestling and I'm having a good time. That's the very much approach yeah. that I like to have is just like, yes, I'm probably paying more attention to a WWE product. However, I'm not going out of my way to constantly shit on anything else that's going on. I've just got my eyes open to whatever I want to watch. It's all good wrestling at the end of the day. There's really no wrong answer for me um, for whatever someone's watching. But for someone who isn't watching, is it, is similar in how I think about that. What is your take on all of this? Ever since it's been October and NXT's been against AEW and, and whatever, it seems like that's been much more prominent within social media, especially the Twitter world. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'll be frank, man. It's fucking embarrassing watching yeah. people like go at it like, um, uh, my company's better than your company. It's like... It, uh, it, we are watch, we're watching an art form. And there's no accounting for taste. Uh, uh, taste is subjective. Yeah. And people are arguing about their subjective tastes as if they're objective facts, which they're absolutely not. You can't, like, I could tell you that my favorite wrestler in the whole wide world is David Arquette. And if, if someone wants to tell me that I'm wrong, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. David Arquette is my favorite wrestler. He's not, but, you know, I can... <laughs> hey, if he was, that's your flavor of wrestling. How, who am I to say what your taste is? This is exactly it. And, like, people on Twitter, like, uh, I don't know whether, like, again, it's... Uh, if they take it personal, it's like, how, how can their wrestler be... Uh, their favorite wrestler be this person? Because mine is this one. Am I wrong? I better attack that person. It's... Uh, uh. And, and, like, we see it, uh, the big viral thing today was um, that... Uh, graffitied uh, oh, yeah. poster uh, in a New York subway. Yeah. 
it's like really did someone actually put effort into 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 doing that like it's like oh my god yeah what what a waste of vandalism go paint a mural go do something (laughs) worthwhile if you're going to destroy city property yeah it's um embarrassing fucking embarrassing is the best way to put it because it, it makes me there's a lot of things that i love about social media, Twitter, whatever you're, yeah. whatever you're on. And I'm like, oh, I get to talk to people like you from you know across the world. And I'm like, hey, I've formed like friendships with all these people. But then for every Zach, there's some douchebag having to tell me I'm wrong because I think this person is the best wrestler in the world or I, I'm watching NXT or I'm watching AEW. It's like, it's let me do me. Um, sometimes it's like, it feels like I've gotten better at it. But especially, you know, when I was first coming into this kind of, uh, wrestling Twitter, I kind of was like, ooh, can I tweet that? Because someone's going to yell at me if I tweet that. It's like, now I'm just kind of like, I don't really give a shit. Like, block and move. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. They don't expose uh, themselves as, like, adults, yes. like, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Immature. It's, it's for, ridiculous. For the record, everyone, I've been very clear about this, but I think Io Shirai is the best wrestler in the world. So if you want to argue with me, be my <laughs> guest. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is, wrestling Twitter can be uh, draining. The internet can be draining when it comes towards anything, but yeah. wrestling is it's so it's subjective. Everything is subjective, but I mean, wrestling is just people really pick wrestling to shreds, and I think that's why we can't enjoy it as much as we used to. Maybe. Yeah, and again, it's true for everything. Um, you know, I I work in social media. That's how I make a living, and I see like I I see the behavior of wrestling Twitter in other platforms as well, and other. Uh, fandoms and uh, you know points of discussion. It's it's very absurd and I don't know. The internet was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I wish sometimes it. I'm glad it exists, but I'm glad. I wish it wouldn't. Sometimes I'm just like I just. I've become so. The world we are in now. Um, I don't know how you are, but for me, it's like hard to be separated from my phone at this point. Like I'm always just. Oh yeah. Me checking my phone i've got to be up to date with everything it's like i can't be doing anything without posting about it because someone's going to give me validation that's that's the that's the craziest world we live in it's different for everybody and i'm not some psychopath that's like i need validation from people but i just mean in a general sense but um it is it is we've become very accustomed to doing that and that's like it's majority that do that and i'm guilty of it but how do you same here man same here yeah you need that Oh, someone's gonna, you know, like it's, it's no matter how much we say it doesn't matter. Like, how good is it to get like a tweet and then you get a like and then someone like comments on it? You're like, oh, validation of what I'm doing uh, is yeah. right. It's that um, dopamine fix. Yeah, it's like it, it literally, and you're just like, oh man, it just brings a smile and you're like, oh, I want more of that. It's like a drug. It really is like yeah. a drug. Um, it, it it totally is. It's a it's a very fair uh, um, analogy. Um, I, I find myself like I've been better with social media at putting my phone down again. Like, um, you know, that's my phone is where I do my work. So it's like, you know, it, it's um, I have to put the phone down to stop working kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I didn't have that check, uh, I would probably be hovering over my phone a little more often. Um, and I don't want to sound like I'm like guilt. Um, uh, well, I don't want to say guiltless, but like, um, like I do have my phone in my hand more often than I would prefer, even on my free time. Me too. Uh, yeah, it's, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I sleep next to it sometimes. I'm like, as soon as I wake up, I'm like, who's who's messaging me today? Where's my Snapchats? It's like, oh boy. Um, sometimes I do yeah, step man. back, and he was like, oh god, he's so reliant on this little device. The uh, the dopamine fix. It's a very real thing. Like, uh, yeah, he, he, the you're talking about it. Likes and retweets. They're they're activating a little uh, pleasure center of your brain that uh, you know sometimes you can't not listen to. I know, and it's just like, I know I should stop, but guess what? I ain't gonna. I'm gonna keep posting the <laughs> fact that I like Miss Congeniality or whatever I want to do. Someone give me Death validation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, it's, yeah. we, we, that's just, I guess, the, the year's 2020, and it's just gonna, it's, it's not going away anytime soon, and it's, it's gonna keep expanding. The internet has grown, grows more rapidly than I think we can even see. There's a lot mm-hmm. that goes into it, and social media is a juggernaut of a thing now. Where whatever kind of social media you're using, there's always something, some kind of little you know pocket that you go into, and it's like ah, it's like the fact that we can talk right now um, with us being you know across the world from each other, and it's like it's a simple click, and I'm talking to you, and it's like wow, the incident is just pretty, you know, it's incredible in a lot of ways. I mean that in you know good sense, but um, it is, it is pretty crazy. Um, now something that else that again, I just love, I just want to pick your brain so badly because I just love the way you approach things. And even just talking about social media and stuff with you, I can just be like, Oh, you just got such a brain for things. Um, but your the pot smart and friends. How in the, like, how did you come up with this? Because it's in a sense, it's a very, it's like, why wouldn't someone think of that idea and, and really dive into this idea? But on the other thing, it's like, how did this even come about? Where did it all begin? Okay, so Smart and Friends kind of came together. Um, there's a bit of a confluence, conflu- ooh, excuse me, confluence of events here. Um, Easy for you to and, say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this first part's going to sound very random, but I promise it's uh, it's involved in the story. Um as I mentioned, like I make a living now in social media, but my background is actually in uh, theater and uh, theater and film design. Oh, cool. Yeah, so uh, that's I went to uh, I went to college. I studied that. Uh, I you know I you know I started a, a budding a sense of a career in uh, in that field and everything, uh, but unfortunately, I never really developed the momentum that I wanted. Um, so uh, or I wanted to achieve at least. Um, so I, I, I stepped away from that and I found this new field uh, in which I could make a living. Uh, but I kind of lost a lot of contacts, uh, from that field, you know, like a lot of people in the art scene, yeah. it's a, it's a very, very competitive field. Uh, oh, very, I could imagine. Ooh. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, very much so. And also just like very, uh, very heavy schedules. Like everyone's like very busy. So I, I didn't quite see these, see these folks as often as I would, uh, as I would like. Um, meanwhile, uh, my, uh, you know, later on rather, I guess you'd say, meanwhile, it's not what I meant to say. Uh, um, my, uh, my, one of my closest friends, Tina, she, uh, she and a couple of her friends launched the Two Finger Guns Club Network, which is the podcast network that, uh, Smart and Friends is a part of. Um, they had a smaller roster of shows, but, um, you know, I was just kind of like brainstorming, you know, I was out, out of the arts now and I needed like some sort of, um, uh, you know, I, I needed some sort of creative outlet, um, and I saw the opportunity there, uh, but I didn't know what, you know, 
I was like, oh, I could do a wrestling podcast. Um, you know, I, I, it's like, what about at this point? It's like this again, like we said before, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. And like, um, I have, I have a lot of respect for, uh, you know, for shows like reverb and for, like it's on wrestling who are doing these amazing reviews week to week, but mm, pardon me. I, uh, I, I, I knew one, I couldn't do it as well as, uh, as the podcasts that were already out there. And two, I, I, I wasn't going to have the time to invest every week. And there's like, uh, you know, I, I listened to your uh, episode with Ditz, uh, just, uh, this afternoon and you yeah. kind of touched up on this. There's this bit of an unspoken obligation that you have to keep up if you want to like keep doing these yeah. shows. I uh, and I... <laughs> Yeah, and I knew I wasn't going to have that uh, uh, that in my wheelhouse either. So I knew I had to have like something that was less time intensive, that still satisfied my creative means. And then I went back to like, oh, I would love to touch base with some of these people again. Uh, so a way I could talk wrestling with people who don't watch wrestling. Uh, and again, I thought even further back to watching things like the Hell in a Cell with Connor and uh, and things to that effect. I'm like, oh, you know, let's 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 give that a try. So I pitched to Tina the like the, the the budding concept of getting like this live reaction um, uh, to a wrestling match with people who are not familiar with the uh, with the medium or anything like that, but also give them a pr- uh, little platform to kind of promote their projects. Um, and yeah, it, like it started as that, uh, kind of evolved from there. And uh, you know, we're uh, we just wrapped up our third season now. So Cra- crazy, by the way, um, because when I first started listening to Smart and Friends, I honestly I don't even know. Maybe I just seen you on Twitter somewhere or something like that. It just for some reason fell into my lap, and I'm like, what is this? Started listening to it and I'm like, wow, this is a really just cool concept because again, there's a lot of wrestling podcasts, but there wasn't really anything that was doing this exactly like how you were doing it and bringing in people from different form um, of the entertainment world, I guess you could say, um, and you know, sitting down and just watching a match and just reacting and and discussing it and seeing how these people react because again, we can become very, uh, like involved in the wrestling world. So we're almost preconditioned to know how we're going to think or to know how the wrestling fans are going to think. It's like, okay, yeah, we disagree on things, but we're like, we know what's, we know what the ins and out of the wrestling, the wrestling world is. We know, you know, we're conditioned to it, but people who don't, you're like, wow, this is actually how you have a genuine reaction to something when you're not like expecting it or you're not, you know, you're not really knowing what's coming next. Um, because as wrestling yeah. fans, we're always like, we know what's happening next, even though we really never do. But we're always like, this is what's going to happen next. And we're for certain that this is going to happen. And, you know, we're on the ball with everything. Um, as much as we're probably wrong <laughs> a lot of the time, yeah. we always think we're right. Um, but for people who don't watch wrestling, they don't know what's going on. It's just like, what is happening in this? Wrestling is, again, it's very weird. It's a very weird it's world. So and, you're weird. Like, and you're like... I'm sure you've had many times where you've been sitting around or you've been talking about wrestling with someone who has no idea what's going on and, or they, they've seen something and there's something cringy on and you're like, I can't explain this. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, actually very recently, uh, very recently I celebrated my, uh, my birthday actually at an indie show and I had some friends, once again, not wrestling fans, indulged me and came along for the ride. Yeah. And, uh, Good oh, friends man. right there. <laughs> Yeah, and oh man, did they not understand Joey Ryan? 
they oh, did not. Oh, and- I could imagine. <laughs> That'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> and you'd be like, no, wait, yeah. this is where it gets real good. Just wait till he starts doing stuff with his wiener. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it, trust me, it's, it's subversive of the genre, people. It's subversive <laughs> of the genre. If you watched wrestling, you would understand. I've used that line a heap um, <laughs> a, a lot throughout the years. Um, someone that always is around me that never really has truly understood what wrestling is is my mum. My mum is someone that just... Listen, when I was a kid, my dad used to watch it. My brother, my grandpa, my sister, everyone used to watch it. But mum didn't know what... And uh, Unless The Rock was on because my mum was in love with The Rock, but... I mean, he's a very, a, a very good-looking man. Imagine if, you know, I, I could not blame the lady. But she was very much like, I don't know what's going on. The only two names that she ever knew was The Rock and Kane, because Kane used to scare my mum. But she didn't know what was going on, and the amount of times she's, like, you know, I've been watching wrestling, and she sat there, and she's like, what is going on? I'm like, honestly, mum, I have no idea. I have no idea. Kane just tombstone this priest. I don't really know why. There's some kind of wedding going on. <laughs> wrestling weddings, by the way. Everyone knows how I reacted to wrestling weddings. They're my favorite thing in wrestling. I'll take a good wrestling wedding any day. What's the What's the best res- wrestling wedding, in your opinion? Oh, man. Um, Test and Stephanie. Ah, good one. That is a good one. I think, I think that was just like the most worthwhile swerve that, uh, that there's ever been in a, in a, in a wedding on, on TV. Great. Nothing. Yeah. Like a, oh man, <laughs> Stephanie, do you Although, take Triple H? Why, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, uh, sketchy. Certainly very sketchy. <laughs> That's a good word. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm always a fan of Kane and Leader's wedding. I love Kane and Leader's wedding uh, in the all black. You know. Uh, Lita did great in that. Uh, I've always liked that wedding. Um, but that's a, that's the side, I guess, the other side of wrestling. Um, not just weddings, but that entertainment yeah. side that I think keeps me with wrestling in a weird way. Like I, I, like you said at the start, I love a good long wrestling match like any of us, but that's the kind of stuff that keeps me here and keeps me drawn in is I live for that kind of stuff in wrestling because it's so over the top like wrestling is it's so elevated and everything's like times a hundred in wrestling um so that's why joey ryan is a perfect example of that he's so over the top and so sexualized and i like joey. some people hate joey ryan he's very polarizing i guess is the word to use certainly yeah some people well like again that's a, that's a that's like another great example like i don't like joey ryan but i'm not gonna like crap on people who do like joey ryan <laughs> fair because i can i like joey ryan but i can see why someone wouldn't <laughs> at the same time like yeah. i can see why you don't like him um but you know when we talk about smart and friends and how i kind of um came into it and and started listening and listening to all these people um by the way smart and friends is like great because it's like 30 40 minutes i listen to it in the car it's like perfect time for a nice little car ride to where I'm going or something like that. So just to let you know, I'm usually listening to it in the car. <laughs> um, but, but I do really just, again, just love the concept because it's something that I've just like, mm, so many wrestling podcasts. And I think wrestling podcasts are built on, if you're going to do a show that kind of everybody else is attempting to do, I think you've got to rely on you more so than the actual content. Um, you know, what I mean by that is like personality shining through. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of separates a wrestling podcast from a good wrestling podcast. Um, and there's many people that I'm like, I listen to these people for the people that are actually talking about wrestling, not so much about 
them talking about wrestling. It just happens to be a backdrop of their personality, if that makes any sense. And I think that's what I, get I you like. Entirely, yeah, yeah um, I think that's what I've kind of. I don't just listen to wrestling podcasts. I like podcasts in general. Um, I listen to all different kinds of podcasts, but the ones I stick listening to is the ones with personality and stuff like that. Um, and I guess the the weird thing about Smart and Friends is that it was the concept that drew me in first instead mm-hmm. of like, and then getting to know your personality and then you having someone else on all the time is like the, the contrast of personalities that goes on. You're like the familiarity, like the comfortability of the show. And I'm like, ah, it's nice and soothing. And I'm like, yes, okay, that's Zach. And then you've got people coming in and them kind of using um, this platform to not only promote what they're doing, but then watching wrestling and that's the nice little backdrop to what's going on. So I think that's like what sets Smart and Friends apart from everything else is that it's just a great concept. But it's also like, and I don't mean this in like a, a nasty way. It's just very simple. It's a very yeah. simple concept that works. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. Like uh, I, I knew, uh, you know, I'm not trying to like down talk myself or anything, but like I knew I wasn't going to be like, uh, as dynamic a host as like some of the people who are out there, like I I I know I know how I speak, I know my speech patterns, and that's all well and good. Um, so like I do feel sometimes that like I needed to kind of r- uh, rise to meet the quality of my concept, if that makes sense. I get what you mean. Uh, wow, that's like the most pretentious thing I've ever said. I uh, I apologize, um, but. <laughs> That, that's that's I said it. It's out there, and I'm standing by it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, I I do understand what you mean. Like, um, how long has Smart and Friends, um, been going for? You you've just finished three seasons, but when did season one begin? Uh, we launched the first episode of season one back in uh, I want to say December of 2018. Okay, so uh, it might be late November, but yeah, like uh, late 2018. I know you've since yeah done the three seasons there. Yeah, so there becomes anyone that's listening to this that that is producing podcasts or just content in general, there comes a point in it, and I'm sure you've probably crossed this as well, where you feel like you're just kind of going with the flow and you want to get comfortable with what you're doing, but you don't want to get too comfortable with what you're doing because you're like, is this just going to come across? As we kind of said in our little pre-chat, I don't want to ever come across as a robot that's just kind of going through the motions. I want to kind of keep things natural. How do you keep things as natural as you do? Because while, while you might not, uh, uh, while you might seem like you don't, you're like, you don't want to overhype yourself at all. I'll happily (laughs) hype you up. Um, you keep things very natural, especially with people that you're having a different guest every single week for the most part. Um, so I have the you know, the uh, comfortability of having Kevin every week on Wrestling Reverb. So I kind of know, we kind of know each other in the sense of we've got to know each other well enough where we're like, I know what he's going to kind of, you know, when he's going to speak, when he's going to not, and we've just kind of grown comfortable together in a good way. Um, But how do you keep everything kind of gelled together when there's someone else with you each time you're recording? Oh, man. Um, You know, it's funny, like you you say that like for your uh, you, how you prepare is like you kind of just jump in free and like let it evolve from there. Uh, I I do the uh, the opposite. I do a lot of yeah. pre planning. Uh, I do a lot of uh, uh, you know kind of guiding the not not guiding the conversation, but I know what I want to ask them. Uh, like I do some research on their projects and everything, uh, yeah. so I'm 
not walking in, you know, just asking them just to tell us what's up. Um, uh, and, you know, funny enough, like, uh, all of my intros that I do, like, before my guest joins me, uh, like, I pretty much script those entirely. Oh. Uh, so I don't sound like a robot. Uh, <laughs> Different strokes for different fo- folks, I guess. Because, um, like, I I also recognize that I have a bit of a stammer that kind of, like, uh, manifests a little bit sometimes. Uh, and I thought, um, and, like, building a script for myself has been a way to combat that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and once a guest comes in, you know, I have my bullet points. Uh, being more conversational, it's a lot more easy than just, like, reading, uh, uh, sorry, introducing the show all by myself. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just always had, like, uh, an easygoing conversational nature with people. Um, like I'm, I'm also like very comfortable just chilling and hanging in silence and watching something or whatever. But at the same time, like if I know where the conversation is going to go, I'm, I'm very happy in that, uh, that milieu as well. Yeah. It's, um, it's really, you know, when I first started doing this kind of stuff, um, I was, I was just like talking into a microphone and hoping for the best. And I think now, <laughs> I've said this many, many times. You have to have a lot, like not a lot. You don't want to sound like an egomaniac or really cocky, but you have to have somewhat amount of self-confidence in yourself to be able to go, I can steer the ship at least if something was to go wrong or, you know, it's very easy for me as, as many people might come as a big shock. I can talk for days. I could probably talk underwater. Um, and, and dude, like not to blow smoke back, uh, just back at your direction for no reason at all. Like I am, uh, I'm constantly impressed. Like how you, uh, how you go from topic to topic, just like so seamlessly. And now you're telling me you're, that you don't prepare this. Like that's even more impressive to me. Like uh, when you came back after holidays, the, the range of topics you covered in 20 minutes uh, and going from one topic to another seamlessly w- was very impressive to me. Oh, uh, so I just wanted to show, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you should. Please do. Pat myself on the back. It's just, um, <laughs> I think I just... I have always been one that's, I find it very comfortable to talk. I'm not really one, if I'm in a room full of people I don't know, um, I can make a conversation with kind of anyone I can kind of lock eyes with and be like, I'll make a conversation with this person. Um, I'm not really great in a silent place because that's when I go crazy and I'm like, someone talk because I need a, I need a conversation <laughs> to keep me interested in what's going on. Um, so I just find that that's why I've always kind of, I think adapted to a podcast feel so um i don't want to say easily because it wasn't easy by any stretch of the means but um i've just kind of adapted to it fairly well it's just because i'm like i can talk i love wrestling so why not just start talking about wrestling and seeing if other people want to talk to me basically and then starting to talk about other things on through the josh robinson show and that because i do have other interests as i'm sure you do um we were talking well i've been kind of putting this all over twitter the last few days whenever this comes out i'll probably still be talking about it on twitter let's talk about the office for a minute (laughs) yes because okay so i'm everyone knows this i'm a huge parks and rec fan that is my favorite show ever and as soon as I've been, as soon as I finished Parks and Rec, and the many times I've rewatched that show, everyone's like, "If you like Parks and Rec, you should really watch The Office." And I'm like, "I've never ever in my life until this week have watched The Office, not even five minutes of it. I've just never, it's never come across me for some reason." Everyone's like, "You like Parks and Rec, you love The Office." I'm like, mm. "I think a little bit for taking this long to watch it was a little bit out of like." fuck you, I'm not going to watch it because you're telling me to. My brother has been on my case for months. Like, you need to watch The Office. You will love it. It's your your kind of humor. I'm like, "Mm." 
I don't know, not for me. The other night, I was just sitting, uh, I was laying in bed, I was like, mm, there's nothing to watch. I was on my uh, streaming service over in Australia called Stan, that's what has the office on it, and I was like, uh, I suppose I'll give it a try. The first season is rough, and everyone was telling me, please, just keep going until the second season, it gets a lot better. So I'm in yeah. Midway Season 2, so no spoilers in this conversation for me, but... Um, was the office, were you one of those people that like seems to be the rest of the world, except Josh Robinson, um, <laughs> that watched that watched the office when it came out, or at least has watched the office recently or whenever you did and just been like, this is like the greatest show ever. <laughs> oh yeah. I have, uh, I didn't watch it when it first came out. Uh, again, I was like, that was back when I was in college and didn't really have much time for any kind of TV really. Uh, but like advent of netflix and also just catching episodes here and there finding it very funny uh yes i am a huge office fan uh the office is excellent uh, i'm falling in love with it slowly yeah it's, it's and i know what you mean. <laughs> and i know exactly what you mean about that first season i I've, I've always felt like they tried to write uh michael scott as um as ricky gervais's character in the in its UK original, and it just doesn't work because Steve Carell is not uh, Ricky Gervais, Gervais. No, very different. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, you know, season two happens, there's this bit of a character shift, uh, like he's still, uh, he's just less abrasive and less crass, uh, he's a lot more, uh, his his ill-mannerisms come from naivety uh, rather than... Yeah, he's more yeah. just like a, he's like um. I don't even know the word to describe him. Naive is a great word, but it's not so like mean spirited. It's yeah. more from a different place. He still has those bits. Don't worry. But well, from what I'm yeah. watching, but um, someone that I'm starting to really love in this second season is Phyllis. I'm starting to love Phyllis. I oh, think Phyllis she's is great. Phyllis is great. Also in the last couple of episodes I've just watched, I didn't think I would start liking her, but I really like Angela. <laughs> because <laughs> she's so like yes. like just weird and i'm like i dig this a lot but um i am starting to really enjoy it and i can see like the parks and rec thing like I, if i like that i'll like this um i can see why it's kind of like a similar well it's obviously like a similar concept but it's also a similar kind of humor that kind of dry humor that i just love i love that kind of humor that's like almost not like ha ha funny if that makes any sense, it's more of a different kind of funny. I didn't even know it. It's just like being kind of like shocked and uncomfortable. <laughs> but like, yeah. yeah. I really, uh, I am really starting to dig it. Are you a Parks and Rec fan? I keep mentioning it, but I didn't even ask you. I, uh, you know what? Uh, like I have like pretty much only Netflix and Parks and Rec is not on Netflix. Uh, 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 and I would watch it because I, because uh, uh, um, Amy Poehler is just absolutely hilarious and there's other cast members on that show uh, who I really like. I don't know the, the actor's name, but he plays Trevor on The Good Place. Um, uh, and Are you talking yeah. about, um, I, I've only watched The Good Place once through. Um, are you talking about Adam Scott? Adam Scott. Uh, I mean, possibly. I, I, I yeah. don't know the name. He's kind of like a... A bit lankier, uh, brown yeah. hair, white dude. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you're talking about Adam Scott. He plays Ben on Parks and Rec. Okay. Um, yeah, he's he's very, very good. <laughs> um, yeah. Parks and Rec is great. When All right, so here's the deal. When I'm finished watching The Office, I'll come at you and be like, 
we need to talk about The Office. Then when you somehow, in some, in some time in the future, watch Parts and Rec, come at me and I'll, I'll happily talk about it with you all damn day. <laughs> Perfect. That is my favorite show ever. I can nearly recite most of those episodes word for word. And the first Dude, season, the like The Office, is kind of trash. <laughs> Half your Twitter presence is uh, is Parks and Rec gifts. So like, yeah, we, no, my, we my do. thank you, Leslie. Note, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. Guilty of that one. <laughs> that is my number <laughs> one gift selection thing in those recently used gifts. It always all the girl dancing from Friday by Rebecca Black, which I know you. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, she's amazing. Like, I hope she's doing well. <laughs> that's, that's me in a club when I've had a few drinks. I'm just like dancing like that and thinking I'm just look great, but I just look like, like garbage. <laughs> Um, I, I actually just feel bad for her. I feel like the yeah. like the director Sympathy. is like, oh, you have to keep dancing. And she's like, it's been eight hours. I don't <laughs> she's just like that smile. Anyone, I, when I post this on, when I post this, uh, upload this, I will attach the GIF to this and I'll, I'll let you know what we're talking about. But feel free to use it in any context because it works in any context. I can pretty proudly say that. It will work in anything. <laughs> um, and don't worry, Zach will laugh at it because he loves it. <laughs> It's so great. It's so great. <laughs> um, I could nearly just answer in that, and I think you'd be pretty happy. Um, but, man, we've covered a lot of different things here. But um, wrestling at the moment, we're, we're gearing up at time of recording. Like we said, we're gearing up for WrestleMania season. We're gearing up for um, NWA hard times. Um, we'll talk mm-hmm. about NWA a little bit because I've just recently started watching Power, and I've I've... I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I have. Um, it's surprising. Yeah, and because, like, the first episode I watched, because the beauty of it is it's just, like, it's so accessible to watch. Um, just load it right up on um, uh, YouTube, and you're like, yep, this is great. I can just watch this, and it's easy. Um, yeah. Which is, where isn't YouTube accessible? It's just, it's there. So, I didn't think that I'd like it as much as I did, because... When I've, like, what I've seen of it, I watched, I've started watching it in the last, like, two or three weeks and just kind of binged it, um, as you do with anything now. You just binge everything. Um, but I started watching it and I'm like, mm, I was seeing stuff on Twitter. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be for me, to be completely honest. But I always give a lot of wrestling just a chance because I'm like, if it's wrestling, I'm going to give it a chance to watch it and see if I like it. But I've really enjoyed it because it's, again, it's very simple the way it's presented. Um, obviously it's a throwback and, and, and whatever, but it's just, it's just a nice wrestling show that I don't really have to think too hard about. And it doesn't go for very long. It's only goes for about an hour, doesn't it? It's hour long episodes. I could be yeah. Wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like there's a, some flexibility, but they've been ranging from like 50 minutes to an hour 10. Yeah. And it, that's, that's, it's, it doesn't take too much out of your day. You can kind of just watch it whatever time we like yep this is like it's not asking for a long time um to watch anything but have you is that what you've been what have you been primarily watching at the moment is it a lot of nwa is it other stuff yeah uh lately it's been nwa like that's my like weekly uh i actually haven't watched today's episode yet so i think i know what i'm doing after the after after we uh we chat um i i was watching aew for a little bit and i i liked it but uh, I don't know. They they, they didn't hook me. Mm, that's um, how I feel about I, it too. Yeah, yeah. They they do a lot of good. Like, uh, and I like a lot of what they do. They do. Um, big fan of so much of their roster, but there's just something that's not clicking. Um, 
Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I, I know exactly what you mean without even you needing to explain it, because that's exactly how I feel. Something's not clicking, but I don't know what's not clicking. I can't yeah, put my yeah. finger on it. Um, I remember like that first ep- watching that first episode, and I was like, you know, I was like super excited and everything, um, and I was like, okay, you got to give me a hook, you know, you got to f- end this show like on a huge note, uh, and I'm not, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, uh, say what you will about Jack Swagger, um, <laughs> Jake Hagar, uh, <laughs> J- Jake Hagar, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, that's he didn't not do it for the- me either. <laughs> He's not like a big, like, ooh, I'm gonna keep watching this, like. That's Whatever. it. He's not. He's not the hook that they needed. I think Jericho has been absolutely amazing. I'm a longtime Jericho fan, uh, and I think this is some of his career best, actually. Um, but I don't know. Uh, they're still learning, and I respect that, and I appreciate uh, that they still need some room to grow. But Definitely. until they're, they're ready to fire on all cylinders, I I got to spend my time elsewhere. I agree, and um, especially not trying to drive a wedge in the two because I'm not about that at all. But if you have, if you do have something on the, on the other hand with NXT, um, I know you're probably not watching NXT on a regular basis or at all or whatever. Um, but NXT is a very polished product. Um, Yeah. And it's very, it definitely knows what it's doing. If in a weird way, but dynamite, like you said, um, I'm a fan of a lot of their roster. I'm a fan of a lot of stuff they're doing. Something isn't clicking. But that's not ne- necessarily means to say that it won't hook me. They definitely could. I still am like definitely keeping up with what's going on. I watched last week because I won a free code to watch it. So I was like, oh, I'll watch last week. It was a good show. It's just, Sweet. again, something isn't just clicking. And I'm like, mm, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you need to do, but you need to do something to, to keep me invested. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of room there again, like you said, they've on, well, how long have they been on television for now? Four months. <laughs> this is their yeah, third or fourth like month. That. So, so again, they're still very young in what they're doing. And I, I wish nothing but the best for across the board for everything. I just want good wrestling everywhere because it just makes the industry grow. And that's what we all Likewise. want is, is we want the industry to be great no matter what you're watching, because you watch a new Japan product and you, you know exactly what you're getting with that kind of stuff. Great wrestling. You watch an AEW product know what you're getting with that WWE product whatever you're watching just enjoy it and just love it and let's stop being assholes to one another about <laughs> what we like that would be a perfect yes. world for me um because I just want we're all getting good wrestling no matter what we're really watching at this point at some point in the in the time of any one of these shows there's going to be a good wrestling match or there's going to be a good wrestling segment whatever you want to call it um, we're just getting a lot of good wrestling. And it all ties back into the fact that it's just a great time to be a wrestling fan. Um, and I'm just really excited about that. Something else I'm very excited about is the fact that mm-hmm. you and the Two Finger Guns Club are doing something very... It's a it's a big endeavor. <laughs> it's a very oh, big endeavor goodness. coming up in February. Um, explain to everybody what that is. The floor is yours to kind of... I guess, in a wrestling sense, put this over, but uh, <laughs> what is this endeavor? Because, I mean, hats off to you guys, because it's it's big. Yeah, uh, well, thank you for, for bringing this up, actually. That's, uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to do my best to articulate this, but this is kind of like the... Uh, the the brainchild of uh, of my the producers at Two Finger Guns Club. Uh, what we're doing is the 28 in 28. Uh, February's coming up. We're going to be recording and releasing a new podcast 
uh, every single day of the month. Um, that's obviously not just me. We have a co- uh, we have a handful of uh, we have a small roster of podcasts within our network, uh, which continues to grow. Of course, um, Smart and Friends will be contributing. Uh, there will be a couple Smart and Friends episodes, both like a standard episode in which I watch wrestling with people who don't watch wrestling, plus a couple little variants that we're going to play with the idea, uh, the concepts, maybe turn it on its head a little bit. Uh, won't say too much beyond that. Um, of course. We also got Rocket Rocketman Explorers, which is going to be doing, uh, you know, uh, excuse me, formerly known as Boldly Boinking, exploring the world of sci-fi. From there, um, we're we're going to be doing quite a bit. I don't want to uh, spill the beans on too much more because I don't really know what what I do and do not have the liberty to say. Uh, but through the month of February, Two Figure Guns Club will be releasing a new podcast every single day of the month. Um, and also, we do recognize that this is a uh, leap year, so it's actually 28 and 28 plus 1. Because, uh, of course, we have to start on a leap year. Uh, of fortune, course. <laughs> fortune has presented itself as such. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're doing. 28 and 28, right around the corner. We uh, I actually cut the season short uh, for Smart and Friends. Usually we do six episode deals per season. We only did five this season. Because uh, like I was like, oh man, I really need to prepare for what I uh, what I got coming around the bend. I gotta get yeah. on that. I I applaud you guys because that is a. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun to listen to, but it's 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 a big endeavor, and I just am just like, this is exciting for you guys. When I when when you originally posted that like this Thursday is the season finale of Smart and Friends, I was like, bitch, what? I was like, excuse me, I've just gotten back. What are we doing here? And then when I heard that, I was like, oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but again, big adventure for you guys. And I'm just very happy to be just here and just like, yeah, I'm along for the ride. I'm going to listen to these. It's going to be fun. Um, of course, starting on a leap year. Ah, he's, a, yeah. he's even okay. adding it in it. <laughs> but uh-huh. it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope everybody checks that out. I will, of course, link everything in the description below um, to all of that, where you can find all of that as well. Um, it's been great talking to you. It's been just, this has just been something that we've been brewing for a little while. And it's just like, yes, we finally got the first chat on the way. First of many, I hope, by the way. I hope first of many, absolutely. Uh, this, is a, this is a challenge, and I've, I've, I've communicated this to you before, that I kind of have with Smart and Friends is like, I'm more so speaking with people who, who don't know the fandom and doesn't leave a lot of room to welcome uh, folks such as yourself. Uh, but I'm working on things. Uh, but I do want us to, to, to get on the horn another time and, uh, and chat. Yeah. Definitely, because I'm pretty sure the way that we've had this chat now, we could probably talk about many other things that don't just involve wrestling, because yeah. <laughs> there's many different avenues we could go down um, and just have great conversations with. But I'm glad I got to pick your brain a little bit, because, again, we've been waiting for this for a little while. Um, yeah, man. Like, 2020, I was like, I gotta talk to Zach at some point. And <laughs> it's only January, and we're already doing so, so I'm happy about that. Um, please tell everyone where they can find you on social media, so they can be following you because the, anyone that listens to me should follow you because we have similar senses of humor <laughs> and you, oh, thanks, you, man. You, po- you post good tweets. So I'm like, I'll give that a like. <laughs> There's that validation for you. <laughs> yes. The dopamine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, follow me at smirk and friends on Twitter and Instagram. In fact, please follow us on Instagram. We're trying to get the, the optics up over there, but again, uh, I love interacting with people on Twitter as well. Uh, also please follow, uh, at two finger guns club on Twitter, uh, on Twitter. It's the digit two, not the word two. And on Instagram, it's T W O 
So uh, it's a little confusing, but please bear with me. Uh, it's totally worth uh, investing the time to find those proper handles and following. Um, and yeah, uh, you can also follow me at Smarkmouth. Um, you know, that's... Uh, I don't really know what I'm doing with that Twitter anymore. <laughs> I think I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. <works> for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Smirk and Friends, Two Finger Guns Club, those are great handles to follow. Yeah, follow, make sure you follow Smart and Friends on Instagram because you put up cool Instagram stories that I really like. Sometimes they're just little Thank questions, you. like your your um your gym tunes, wrestling gym tune th- themes, things, whatever it was. Oh, I worded yeah. that really weird, and I was like, uh, Sami Zayn, mm, I up you with Bianca Belair's theme because you can go for a nice jog to that. Trust me. Um, that's but, a, that's a good song. That's a good song. <laughs> you can get you, you get your workout under that song. Um, but make sure everyone knows where to follow me, Josh Robinson Double Zero across the board. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, there's a Facebook page as well. Uh, make sure to check out everything that I'm doing with Wrestling Reverb and here on the Josh Robinson Show, as well as everything I do on YouTube. All the links are down below. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Josh Robinson Show. Thank you, Zach, for joining me once again. It was a pleasure to have you. Uh, and... Thank you, Josh. I, I wasn't sure if you were leaving me a space there. <laughs> You're going for the, uh, the end. Josh, thank you so much for having me on the show. This was awesome, dude. No problem at all. First of many, everybody. First of many. Um, Absolutely. And please... Be kind to one another. I like saying that at the end. I'm very Ellen DeGeneres when I say that, but please be kind to one another because it is important. Until next time, peace out. Oh.